Welcome to Ramblay Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joblo. I'm in Nashville today with a friend, Chris Rayleigh. He's owner and founder at Twin Salutes Twin Sun Solutions. It's a software development company focused on mobile and web app development. So what's going on? What's, excuse me, what's going on, Chris? What's up, man? How are you? Doing all right. Good. I just we were today all day together, so I should ask how you're doing. I'm right. doing all right, chilling out. <laughs> how are you doing, man? I'm good. So what got you into entrepreneurship uh, entrepreneurship in general? Because uh, I know, I don't think you were, you just started this company recently, right? Yeah, man, like, what, four and a half years ago, um, I, what got me into it? I didn't want a boss anymore. I had some pretty, you know, just bosses I didn't agree with, some people ahead of me I didn't really agree with, and um, I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear to work, and... Yeah. I always had a vision of wearing sweatpants and Air Jordans to work yeah. and watching TV in the middle of the day. Yeah. And I just, you know, wanted to start my own thing. I didn't even think I was going to start a company, honestly. I just thought, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm the classic entrepreneur. Like, I've always wanted to do it or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just um, the people ahead of me, I just thought I could do it better, you know? Yeah. So I, left and took a chance and if i if it didn't work out i would have worked it wherever you know served tables home home depot it didn't matter i just was like i don't want to do what i'm doing right now yeah know? yeah what age were you when you figured that out like what age when you knew you wanted to take the route of being an entrepreneur um when was it, it was four years ago what am i now 35 so 30 31 and i just um i'd been lucky enough to get a job in the space that i'm in in technology uh, before that, I was a teacher, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know what code was. I didn't know what apps were. I didn't know anything. So um, I just got into the industry and then luckily, uh, you know, was in that space and then was able to use that knowledge to step out and do it on my own. Yeah. So um, with you starting the company, it's just it's like it's fairly new. So with, was it a hard process going from not wanting to be an entrepreneur or maybe not wanting, not expecting to be an entrepreneur and then getting into the field that you're in and not knowing that much about it? Was it a lot of learning process in the beginning? Did you have to learn quickly or did you have to be patient and give it time? Honestly, no. It was um, so I at the last company, um, it was uh, it was a technology company just the same thing we built apps and websites and we had like 130 people um and i was the lead business development person so um and i was 100 percent commissioned so it was kind of like a startup feel anyway or kind of like an entrepreneur feel where if i didn't produce then we didn't make money <laughs> so yeah. or i didn't make money for the family so um you know after leaving it was kind of the same thing it was i just had to sell and i had to make get business and it was kind of the same feeling i mean at the old job it was if i didn't make money or if i didn't make sales the that month i didn't get paid and it was like the same feeling when, once i left you know yeah so that the entrepreneur the pressure the heat of stepping out and doing it on your own 
was similar. I think the difference was I didn't have, you know, all the reputation of the company and all that stuff behind me. So it was yeah. like, can I really do this on my own? Um, but I knew that at the at the old company, there, no one was really helping. It was it was me. I knew I, what I was doing was actually making the money for the company. So I was confident in doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, how long did it take you? Because I know you say you have a lot of coders, a lot of very smart people who work for you and stuff. Yep. How long did it take to assemble that team? Were you already, uh, like, were you already, did you already know them or where is it? Yeah, so I don't do anything <laughs> valuable for the company in terms of services so i don't i i've learned how to do design but i can't write any code so um myself and another guy stepped out and did it together and he writes code so okay that was the way i was able to do it we picked up a customer he started writing the code for them um and you know so that helps us get off the ground and then over time we picked up three or four more people um and yeah, I mean, it was people we knew, people from the old company. So it wasn't like way to go find people initially. It was people we worked with prior. Okay. So, um, with with you had starting the company four years ago, and it being something, and it kind of was it in it? Did you consider it something in the heat of the moment, or was it something that you planned out? We planned it a little bit, um, but it happened real fast. There was an acquisition of the company, and then. Um, like just shit went down and people i i was on vacation i think right and we this guy that nobody liked that was a total clown got introduced i probably shouldn't say this i don't know who's gonna listen to this but he was a joke and he got introduced as the new ceo of the company and i we were on vacation and um they my buddy who i started the company with called me and was like hey this guy is going to be our new boss. We need to quit. I'm going to quit soon. I'm going to quit on Monday. And he quit on Monday and then I quit on Tuesday. And um, so, yeah, it was abrupt in that way, but we had been talking for years, you know, just as, hey, let's start our own thing. We can do this. You know what I mean? Because we ran the company basically. Um, yeah. And it was like we knew we could do it, but yeah, we, so we've been planning it, but it happened very, very quickly. Like, yeah, you know, we got word that they were going to just, right we knew we were gonna lose jobs anyway so Um, so yeah it was it the the day of the the reckoning when i quit was hilarious so i i put him on two weeks and my boss was like i took him out on the porch and i told him you know i'm gonna i'm gonna leave or i put my two weeks in and he said well we're just gonna let you go and so i was like okay so i rushed and took my computer again i don't know how much i should say because whatever but i took my computer to one of my current business partners but he was the cto at the old company and i was like hey man wipe this computer <laughs> i don't want any of my emails or anything tracked yeah. so he wiped it and then um i shouldn't tap on the table it's making noises um and then i went out and i was like hey everybody i just got fired <laughs> i gotta go and there was like girls crying and like you know this is it was such a dramatic scene yeah so i lost my computer they had my i had to give up my phone because they paid for my phone and so I walked out of there, like, kind of felt so free. I didn't have a computer or phone or anything. Okay. I think somebody texted you and said, hey, Chris is, doesn't have a phone, and he just got fired. Um, so then I drove right to Verizon and just bought a phone and was like, I need a phone to, you know, function. And then, so it kind of started really quick from there. It was like. And what would you do at your old job? 
So that's what we can make. Yeah, so I was, I, the title was Vice President of business, business Development. But yeah, I mean, I just, I signed all the business and I brought in all the business for the company. So, because the reason I'm asking that, you know, about four years ago, and every, it seemed like everything got so serious so quick. It seemed like it went from kind of like being like, maybe, you know, this is what you want to do or you'll do it to like, I'm doing it. You know, I just left this job. It, you left dramatically. You got into this business and then it got, you know, it started taking off from there. So was there ever a slow period or did you just hit the ground running? Yeah. So that's a good question. So um, we had a client that we had talked to throughout like the last couple months last couple weeks really we were planning it you know yeah um but i was really careful to be like i'm not gonna do anything shady i'm not gonna you know focus on this instead of doing my job like you know i'm not gonna do any of that i'm not i'm i'm gonna be you know respectful of the job i have yeah um but things were kind of lined up with one client a little bit and so when we left we had that going and then um you know that took off or that one client took off but you know it took a while after that to get going but it was just myself and um caleb is my business partner and he the original business partner and he him and i set a budget we just were like okay we have this much in savings that we're willing to go through if we hit that mark we're gonna bail you know yeah um and we went through it (laughs) do what neither of you took pay Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we didn't take pay. We didn't, you know, for the initial, I don't know, six months, and it was just paying bills and basically the the savings and the lost opportunity is what we measured. Like, if we were at this job, how much would be would we be making? Yeah, and tracking that. So, um, but yeah, man, there were slow times. It was. Um, I always tell the story to clients and to everybody. It's like that's not good. They got a dog, so you guys may hear some background noise. Two dogs. Talk good for two dogs, um, yeah. Yeah, there was a... Uh, man, there was times where I'd drive around Nashville in my car and, like, just drive around. Like, I have nowhere to be. Like, I'm just... I'm working, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything. I was just, like, driving around pretending to, like, be... You know, do something. So, there was definitely days like that. Um, yeah. And what I tell... we were We've been interviewing some people these last couple of weeks, and... What I tell people, like, you know, in those days, it was maybe I'm driving around for six hours or I'm stopping at coffee shops or whatever, but maybe I have two emails to do. Like, those two emails can be the best damn emails you've ever read. You know, like, mm. I would focus on whatever I had to do that day. It was the most excellent thing I could ever do, yeah. um, even if it was so minimal, right? Like, a call or, like, an interaction with somebody or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was really slow for a while, and then we started picking up some business just through people we met. I set, I think I set a hundred meetings, just not even sales meetings. Just mm-hmm. hey, can we meet either? And I, I I drafted it by like, or I separate them by, was it appropriate to text? Was it appropriate to call? Was it appropriate to meet in person? And. Um, I had a list of a hundred. So I say a hundred meetings. It was a hundred people that I outlined to like go through. Um, and that really helped. I mean, that's, I think that's what, you know, we got one sale out of that or whatever it was. And it was like, that's how it got some momentum. And then, um, we look back at, uh, some data the other day and it's like 99% of our business. Put them outside. <laughs> 
um, ninety nine percent of our businesses come from referrals. So yeah, you know. So what was the first uh, business you know that you did with anyone that was like really substantial to getting the business up and going? Was it anybody you knew already? Was it a big company? Um, yeah, the, I don't know. There's been so we started with so our our target market to begin with was um, recovery efforts, and so and the reason why we started the company to begin with is when I was at the old company and doing sales and business development, like we would, I would sell people and I would pretty much know when I sold them, whether their idea or their app was going to be successful or not. Yeah. And not just the app, like if it was going to make money, but more so if we, if our company was going to be able to like deliver. And so like, I don't know, I don't know, 50% of the time or whatever, I'm making that up, but they would not get out of development we would have a breakup before they get out before we finish their project Mm. and so there's a lot of and that happens a lot in the tech industry and in app development is like people just get screwed basically and so our our target market when we decided to start the business we're like okay we're going to identify the market we're going to go for and the market was people getting screwed and we're going to recover their apps so the first the first customer i was talking about Saint he this guy spent three hundred thousand dollars at another company and he didn't have an app so he's just bleeding money and they're mm. just leading him on you know so the first couple clients were that you know like these people are they're just looking for someone to trust and someone to actually yeah. do what they say they're gonna do and um so that was that was the first couple clients i can't remember the first like non-startup company but I think that's when things started to change is like we got an existing business that just has a budget and they're like, hey, we have, you know, we we need to hire you for six months or a year. And it's like that's sustainable revenue versus these, you know, small chunk projects. But, yeah, you know, it transitioned. The first thing was just, hey, these are um, startup companies that need help that are getting screwed. And will help them get to market and just give them a chance to you know be successful yeah so once the business got going and you know the business started developing to what you know coming into its own would you say that you know your uh drive to want to be an entrepreneur did it increase did it wing did it in a sense you know once you got enthralled into the business you know becoming what it was what was your like take on like having to like you know be the business and you know be in it yeah, I think, I don't know, entrepreneur is such an interesting word because it's like, um, it it suggests that there's this like underlying desire to like be an entrepreneur, to like start your own company, you know? And like, I've never really felt that. All I feel is like, I want to do a good job. I want to take care of people. I want to make money. Like, Actually, first and foremost, I want to yeah. make money. I want to take care of people. I want to do what I say I'm going to do. And I want to have freedom. Like, that's really it, you know? So I think, to answer your question, like, once we got into it, I'll never interview for a job again. I can tell you that. You know I mean? I couldn't. I would be terrible at an interview. Like, I mean, we're doing it right now. But for a job, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I would just... So, yeah, I love being an entrepreneur for the simple fact that I have freedom and I can, you know, control things and not have a boss. That was the biggest thing. I mean, at the old job, I was miserable simply because I had people telling me what to do that I didn't agree with. I didn't have ultimate autonomy to do the right thing. That's really what it was, you know? So with, um, 
Because, like, independence, I know me personally, that's why I ran into a lot of problems that when I was, I ran into wanting to be an entrepreneur when I was, like, uh, probably 19 or 20. So when I go to college, I thought, because I was going to be a brain surgeon. So I'm going and I'm going to school. I'm doing the med, pre-med thing. And the more I got into college, everybody seemed like robots to me. It didn't seem like anybody thought for themselves. Everybody's right. kind of like a yes man. And nobody didn't, see, to me, I wanted to leave a legacy. I knew that since I was a kid. I wanted to leave something, rather if. Only a hundred people knew about it. I wanted to leave something. Um, I know independence comes at a price because you know you have to get out there and you have to kind of survive on your own once mm-hmm. you get it. What is your take on that? Because I think people make it sound kind of like kind of whimsical and kind of willy nilly, like every like it's so happy or you're just out. They don't show like you got to have a lot of brawn or you got to have a lot of smarts to survive. What do you think, like, your take on independence and, like, the pros and cons of it? Especially because you seem like you just kind of got thrown into it so fast, so you probably had to learn a lot about that quick. Yeah, I think the the sales and the commission-only background probably helped, but it's like um, my mindset is has always been, like, if it doesn't make money, I'm yeah. not going to focus on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, w- starting a company. So it's just so... Th- Thin, um, narrow focus on, and I still think like that. Like if I'm talking to somebody and they, I can project that they don't have money or they're not the right fit or whatever, I'm going to politely end it very quickly, you know, because it's just wasted time because I know the goal, the goal of any business is to make money and there's a secondary goal, but like, I don't know. So I've just always, I think through my luckily through the background i had through the sales and commission it was like 100 percent commission it was like that's nice that vent stopped i didn't realize yeah. we were hearing that so much yeah um it was like i always had the the singular goal of it needs to make money otherwise we're not doing it um so i carried that over i think and and that healthy idea of like look if this doesn't work it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if to answer your question, but that was kind of my, yeah, the the risk of stepping out. It's like, yeah, it's a risk, but um, I kind of knew how to, like, assess it and understand if it was working or not because my focus was so narrow-minded on making it, making money, you yeah. know, and not other things. Yeah, so you were saying you weren't distracted or whatever, you know, whatever, either or, you were just focused. Yeah, I think a lot, and man, I talk to entrepreneurs all day, every day. I mean, that's what we do, right? People, yeah. I talk, I have, I have thousands, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I've had thousands over the last 10 years of conversations with people who are entrepreneurs who are starting an app, right? Yeah. I, for people listening, I just did the quotation with my fingers, but yeah. it's starting an app, and it's like, I just had a conversation on the deck behind us like the other day, last, what was it, Thursday. And um, I he gave his idea and I just, my, my response always is, and usually, I don't know, 80% of the time they say, they say, what do you think about my idea? And my answer is, it doesn't matter what I think. Like the, my question is, what's your sales and marketing plan? You know, how are you yeah. gonna make money? Like, um, and so, yeah, entrepreneurship, it's like you can get distracted with so many things. Yeah. Uh, logos, you know, branding, which I'm working on right now, website. Um, yeah. You know, 
all kinds of things. But the bottom line is like, how are you going to bring in money with your business idea? You know? Um, But I have that conversation with people all the time because they come to me with this idea that they think is hard to build tech-wise, you know? Like, I want to build this app, and I'm coming to you because you can build the app and you can do the development. And my feedback to them is like, that's so easy. Like, that's the easy part. Don't worry about that. How are you going to make money? What's your sales and marketing plan? You know? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. No, no, yeah. So, what, like, the tech, with the tech company that you run, what is the, uh, because I know you said you were talking to a, you know, you well, a lot of the coders that you talk to, they're like on another level of like the way they are as far as being smart. Mm-hmm. I know that you know starting entre, you know, in college, there's always seemed like a ranking of smart. Like you know, you got this one kid, or they're, they're smarter than everybody. Right. It seems like what I've learned in the entrepreneur field is that um, there's all kinds of smart, and you have to interweave them, and you have to make them work for the like you know the you know proper outlets or whatever. What you know. How do you navigate? Because you say you got these people sometimes that are so smart and then you deal with them and, you know, you know that maybe they have smarts that you don't have or whatever. How do you keep the relationships good? Because I think you must be really good at keeping relationships because, you know, I think I, I took a class in college and this guy was talking about Apple and why they were successful. And he was saying that the software team and the uh, the hardware team, they were seamless. You know, they worked as one. They moved as one. So the relationship was one. So do you value relationships? Is that something that, you know, that you put for? I know you say making money is important. Where is um, relationships on that, you know, that list of important things and maintaining them? Yeah, so I think um, when I started at the old company, I didn't know anything. Uh-huh. And, and so I didn't know how to sell what we were selling. I didn't know anything about apps. I didn't know anything about code. So I had to learn from the developers, you know, what we were doing. And so I got, I formed relationship with these dudes. So um, I think what happened was when I was going to sell something, I wasn't just a sales guy that was going to sell anything. I was selling something that my buddy was going to have to do, right? So I wasn't like, I was caring about what I was selling or caring about who I was selling to or what the relationship or the experience was going to be like for the people that were going to be doing it. And so I was very cautious not to just sell or oversell or whatever i you know i joke all the time so i sold and then my guy started the company with caleb originally he was the operations guy so he was in charge of making it happen i'm a lot of sales people are very optimistic i'm probably the most pessimistic salesperson ever and he's the most optimistic operations guy Mm. so i i'm looking at something like we probably shouldn't do this this isn't good for our company, you know, this isn't the best thing for our our guys or whatever, because I'm not the one doing it, but I have relationships with the people that are going to be doing it. And so I'm worried about that. And so I think that really helped in starting the company, taking on the right business and yeah, the relationships between, I just know that a good relationship with your client and a good relationship with your employees and people you work with and all the way around is gonna make for good business, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, did you um? Were, are there ever any points where you guys butt heads, or is there ever any like? Jesus? Oh yeah, dude. My <laughs> Caleb and I are like married, and <laughs> it's you know, and we actually we learned very quickly not to call each other our partners <laughs> early on yeah. and say business partner because people get really confused. But yeah, uh, yeah it, man, we 
we both has we disagree all the time and and it's kind of the vibe of our all of our the business partners in our company it's like you challenge each other man like that's yeah. healthy conflict that's how you get to a resolution but Caleb and I are so different and we butt heads all the time but it's it's good and we know that it's for there's a reason and we both want the best thing you know yeah. um but yeah we we have conflict constantly I mean whether it's over a logo color or what you should do with a client or you know anything we butt heads all the time so um I know you play sports you play basketball and football do you think being a person who was an athlete and being in a team environment lent to you being able to be in an environment, you know, within your own company and being able to be a good team player? Yeah, I think so. I think what it taught me early on is that uh, there's always somebody better than you <laughs> and you're not, you know, you, it, it, it teaches you humility. Like, you yeah. know, being in sports, it's like next level, you get to high school, college, whatever. And there's always somebody better. And and two things, humility and not to compare yourself to anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. just do your thing. And, um, but yeah, teamwork, absolutely. You know, sports helps with that. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the kind of happenstance of being able to have empathy for the people that are doing the work beyond, you know, what I'm selling really helped with the teamwork aspect. Let's talk about like you know what. Where did you go to college at? Kentucky University of Kentucky. Yeah. What was your major? Business marketing. Did you? Uh, what was your view on college? You know, just going through that process because a lot of entrepreneurs don't really like you know they look back on college and they say that you know most of them I've heard they say it wasn't necessary. Like if they would have knew what they you know before they went there and you know what they do college was a skippable process what do you think about colleges as far as like you know the process just to be getting on your way to starting a business or just running one in general yeah i was having this conversation the other day with somebody it was like um in the future 20 years you know who knows if college is going to be valuable but i absolutely think it is i think i always say i think the biggest thing you learn in college is vocabulary (laughs) yeah you know, like you write, you learn, you read, you talk to people. Yeah. Um, I could probably count on two fingers how many books I read before college. It's like, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't take it too seriously. I, you know, didn't, I want to be an interior design major at one point. <laughs> Shouldn't tell that story, but, um, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't a scholarly person by any means, but you know, it taught me a lot and then experience and then sports and friendships and living by yourself and figuring out your schedule. You have to show up places. Like I think it's an important thing, or at least it was for me. I mean, I think there's definitely people who have their shit together in high school and they don't need to do it, but I didn't. So, um, you know, I, yeah, but how it translates like my major, like what I studied to like what I do, again vocabulary i think that's the biggest thing i don't i don't i can't remember a college course that gave me what i have but it was absolutely my career and like what i've done you know professionally that's led me to what i do now you know yeah yeah what do you think you know if you could change anything about what you're doing with your company and you know just as an entrepreneur you know that runs it what do you think like what would be the one thing you would change like a pro or you know 
a con or just anything you feel like that if within what you're doing what's the biggest thing you want to change um i think the remote aspect of things um i think a lot of our i, I love that that we have the flexibility but i think i would love to just be with everybody every day not every day but most days um i think that would just not, not that you have to be that way but i think it would help in the um camaraderie and just the feeling like you're part of something you know like the five partners that we have um we know each other we we know everything about each other and we're um you know we're very close but um the, some guys we've hired and girls we've hired like they don't know us like we think they know us you know and so if they could just sit in a room with us for a day or or a week they would get a lot of where we come from and what we do yeah. and all that stuff so that's probably what i would change but we've what doubled in size through covid so i yeah. can't say that it's been bad for us it's just probably the one thing i would change yeah so and you know with the business you so it's expanded through covid you're saying you take yeah so man i sat in this seat right here 2020 march looking out that window talking to the five partners and we had one employee so the six people and we were scared. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we might, you know, who knows what's going to happen. We talked about the worst. And um, now it's what, 2022? What, what is it? 2021? I don't even know. <laughs> what day is it? Uh, and we're, we have 15 people. So we've over doubled. Um, and yeah, I mean, it wasn't related to COVID necessarily. Some some contracts were, but um, anyway. So yeah, we've we've grown. I mean, it hasn't slowed us down at all. Do you plan on ever expanding to a new branch or like, you know, a new like market of what you do within the tech, you know, comp business or whatever? Like, will it be expand from making apps and, you know, web development to anything else? Yeah. So what we do is we build apps for other people. So we call it services, you know, we're in the service industry of building apps. So how we would expand is we would build products. So we'd build apps for ourselves and market them and build them and, you know. Um, that's a potential way to expand or like a potential change. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's literally growing the size of it, you know, and getting employees and, and there's changes within that, you know, and getting more administrative help and stuff like that. Cause right now it's me as a sales guy. Um, and then, you know, Caleb does financials and then everybody else basically develops. So, you know, it's, it's pretty lean on management and stuff. So as you grow, we'd probably change in that way. But, um, in terms of geographical expansion, like there's no need to do that. Most of our clients are, I'd say half our clients are local, half aren't, you know, yeah. it's always been just whoever finds us or whoever hears about us. So it's not like we have to open up somewhere else or anything like that. Would you ever run any other business outside? Like, would you start a whole, I mean, would you ever start a restaurant? Would you, do you have a desire to do anything entrepreneur outside of the, you know, the tech business? Yeah. I, you know, the, I think the biggest, I don't know if we talked about this, but like the biggest thing I would say why we're successful is because we've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we ran the last company. And so that's why stepping out, and I think we talked about that, like we had already done it. So we knew we could do it. We didn't know necessarily that it would happen, but we knew we could do it if it did happen. So um, I wouldn't start a restaurant because I have no idea how to run a restaurant, you know, yeah, or, yeah. Um, but I, we have ownership, Eric and I have ownership in a barbershop. Um, 
I didn't do anything to start the barbershop in terms yeah. of like how to be a barber or how to run a barbershop. We have the barbers figure that out because they're they've done it before, you know. Yeah. Um, the one thing I think I would maybe want to do is one day um, do landscaping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like that. I like working my hands and being outside and working hard and. Yeah. Um, even landscape design, I like design. So, yeah. uh, but I've never done that. So it's not going to be something that I would quit what I'm doing or we'd quit what we're doing and, and try to do it because I don't know how to do it. So it'd be something that, um, I don't need, it would be after retirement or whatever. The other thing we talked about is, yeah. you know, if I just could open up a fun center yeah, yeah. <laughs> and play football and basketball and you know listen to music all day that'd be yeah, fun yeah, too yeah. but that, that's not going to pay the bills so can i ask the question as far as marriage because you're married to erica and um i mean you guys seem very driven and you guys seem very motivated what do you think marriage or just having a, a person in your life in general in the sense of you know as a partner is something that really helps keep you balanced to run a business? Because I know some people have to be alone. They can't have kids. They can't have a family. They just have to be It's kind of just monsters at what they do. They just got to stay on it. Do you, Are you a person that you believe family helps with that? Do you believe or that you keep it separate? Or She hasn't really helped at all, to be honest with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, man, yeah, it's helped so much. I mean, even if you just, like... Like I said, those days you're driving around Nashville and you have no idea what you're doing, but you can come home and give a family and a house and a wife and a, you know, it gives you, it's like, oh, okay, I have value outside of this thing that I don't know is going to work <laughs> at all, you yeah. know? Um, but then just coming home, bouncing off ideas, whether it's branding ideas or this happened with a client, like, what do you think? Because she knows me best, you know? Like, she knows at what I think and if I'm, being stupid or stubborn or whatever, um, man, that helps so you don't much. Oh, I never want to hear it. <laughs> and I always, I always am like, no, that's wrong. Um, cause I always want to, what is it? We figured out a while ago. There's something about us that like, when she asks me a question, she wants my advice. When I ask her a question, I just want her to tell me what I think, you know, or <laughs> what I think is right. You know? I don't actually want advice. I, that's what it is. I don't actually want advice. I want just to tell you this, you yeah, know, like affirmations. Yeah, yeah. But she gives me advice, which is good because I need it. But like, it's not naturally what I want to hear. It's just how I'm wired. But yeah, family's been huge because, um, you know, that's one thing about stepping out, I think, and doing your own thing is like, if it fails and that's the freedom of it is like, I don't care. We still have if we move out of this house and we go to an apartment or whatever, I don't care. Like we have each other and we have our crazy ass dogs and like, <laughs> you know, like we don't need it, you know? And, um, I think that's, that's the thing is you, you get tied up to like these jobs or whatever you get tied up in and you just feel like you have to have it, you know, or you, your identity gets wrapped up in it. No, yeah, yeah. And I've been really, we've been really careful to just understand that, our identity is not our job. It's not our company. It's nothing. It's each other, and it's just being a good person. And you know, yeah, so that's good. everything. If I, if yeah, because if I didn't have her and Julian and the dogs and you guys and friends, and if yeah. it was by myself, and I was because what else would my identity be? It'd be my yeah. job, you know. And then if that went away, <laughs> good luck, you know. Yeah. 
So what you have in like, you know, you being a person who can balance like work, family and a lot of other things. What would you say is like just personally what's driving you? Like what's your passion or what's your, you know, your interest or your curiosity? Like what's the thing that just drives you personally to get you up to deal with all that you have to deal with, good and bad or whatever, the future, the unknown, all of it? Huh, that's a good question. I, I think um, I providing, I don't know, you know, if that's the right word, but like making sure I'm doing my part to help with the family and with Erica and Julian and um, that's really important to me and then um, taking care of in, in whatever I do trying to take care of people and do the right thing um, and then I think I've been blessed with abilities and intelligence and a lot of people help me yeah. and so not wasting that that motivates me um, not just not doing anything because I feel like a lot of people have done things for me to get me to where I'm at um, yeah, I'd say those things. So, um, in your are your parents? Do they live here? No, they live they live in Indianapolis. Are they entrepreneurs at all? Or are you... my dad, uh, he he was an entrepreneur at one point. He he started a recruiting agency, yeah. and he did awesome for a couple of years. And then two thousand what was it eight? Two thousand eight hit, and he went from making you know a ton of money, and then two thousand eight hit, and he made zero dollars. <laughs> and the next year. And you yeah. can imagine with budgets and setting expectations that didn't work out. So, um, but man, he, he then went and he, he had been a career salesman and, you know, worked at corporate jobs and, and then he went and boxed, pushed boxes at FedEx for a couple of years and just made money, man. And got up middle of the night, went and did it. It was when I was in college, so I didn't really see it, but hard ass worker. And then he got a job at GE and now he's doing great as a salesman with GE, but um, I don't know about the entrepreneur thing, but You're not well, I'm getting to her yeah. hard work. My dad has shown he's such a hard worker. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and my mom has always, she was a teacher for years yeah. and then, yeah, she's owned her own business, a, uh, a counseling for, for children, oh, yeah. uh, like at risk kids for, for years. She's owned that and ran it. She's, she's 75 and she still does it. So yeah, yeah, yeah she's awesome. So what was your uh, life where you grew up? Did you grow up in inner city, suburbs, or did you grow up? Suburbs. So um, when I was in, gosh, elementary school, um, we lived in a pretty diverse community, but it was, you know, it was safe and it was um, in suburbs. But um, then I moved to high school and it was a place called Zionsville, Indiana. And it was very white and very suburb, yeah. you know, um, but I'm glad I had the perspective when I was younger um, that wasn't just that, uh, but I had a great upbringing. I mean, more than we weren't rich. We weren't, you know, we didn't have millions of dollars, but I had everything I needed. And more than anything, my parents were just so great. My parents have, um, always supported me and they always just let me do whatever and, you know, um, encouraged me and gave me what I needed to, you know, do what I needed to do. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom will put me in my place for sure. When I called her and said, so real quick story, I took Adderall for the first time in college. And uh, I met a girl and <laughs> at the library after taking Adderall. And I don't know why I took Adderall, but I did. Um, and I stayed up for two days. And I this girl had a interior design project. And I had a history test. No, it was geography. Geography test. 
And that's why I took Adderall, to stay up and study. I didn't study my geography at all. I helped her with her interior design project. She got an A on her interior design project. I failed my geography test. And I told my mom that I called her when I was still you know, on Adderall. And I told her, I'm going to do interior design. That's what I want to do. And my mom drove down to Kentucky and got me in her van and <laughs> talked to me and told me I'm going to do business. And so that was that was that story. But man, yeah, she she'll put me in my place for sure. Yeah. So do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a brother. He's a year older than me, and then a sister. It's two years older than me. Yeah. Do they play? Or, or do they do anything as far as like owning their own business? Or yeah, that's play? that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. So my sister, um, she's worked for Vanderbilt for years. Now she works for a private health healthcare company. And my brother um, started a company two years ago, and we built his app. Um, oh, yeah. We charged him full price, which is <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, and he paid it. He raised the money. I mean. He, uh, he's raised a ton of money. He's, he's the products I was talking about earlier. He's doing that, you know, he's building his own product. He's flying around the country, selling it. Um, I mean, he's doing awesome. So what I'm not able to do, the product side that we haven't ventured into, he's crushing it and doing it. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not made it yet, but he's well on his way. I mean, um, like I said earlier, count on a couple fingers, how many people have made it. He made it out of development and then he, and now he's selling it. He's got revenue. And I'm telling you, it's in the 2% of people that I've known that tried to do it that get to that point. And so, you know, when you when he's not crushing it in terms of revenue and he probably is stressed. And But like what I tell him is, dude, you are so far ahead of so many people. It's hard. It's so hard to build piece of software and get people to use it and make money off of it it's so hard and it feels easy right like that's why we get business that's why so many people contact us but it's not it's so hard i mean let alone the development right like that's hard and that's hard to not it's not hard to write the code it's hard to get an idea from your head to the app store like that whole process is ridiculous yeah um and then you got to sell it and market it you know um, so anyway, yeah, my brother is an entrepreneur for sure. He's way more an op- entrepreneur at heart, like the classic entrepreneur than I am. Um, Why would you say that? He's just always wanted to do it. He's always talked about it, always wanted to do it. He has that like just goal, I think, of being an entrepreneur, of just doing you know what he wants to do and, yeah. and owning his own thing. Um, that's never been my goal necessarily. It just kind of turned into that, but... Um, yeah, he he is too. So I guess two of us, two out of three. Yeah. So is there um is there anybody else in your family? Does anybody like play? Do you have like any mentors? Anyone that like you know you would say has helped guide you along the way? Maybe older than you that has uh helped I, develop some sensibility what you have just in you know what you do. I think man, over the years, just bosses and people ahead of me in my jobs and stuff, um, friends. Um, I don't have somebody I check in with, you know, all the time. Um, but there's been, you know, I can name off names like this guy named Dave McAllister is my old boss, Keith O'Gork, you know, there's just these random people that have throughout my life have shepherded me or, you know, made sure I'm good and helped give me advice. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. Currently I can't think of somebody that I'm checking in with, but there's, you know, there, there's been people throughout my life that have, 
absolutely helped me. And I, when I think back on those people, I think of cringy things I've said to them that like, I think I know something, you know, like I give my opinion about something and I'm like, oh God, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and they've been gracious and still helped me and not call me out or whatever. But yeah, there's definitely been people that have helped me throughout my life. Yeah. So I want, I wanted to ask this kind of earlier in the interview, but with the company you run, is there ever been like, you know, an app you developed that you were like a process that you got attached to? Like, you know, something that you got attached to the beauty of the design in it or just figuring out the marketing for it. Has there ever been any projects that are just kind of stuck with you? Yeah. So um, I'd say, I don't know, 90 percent. I'm throwing a lot of numbers and making this stuff up. But 90 percent of the apps we develop or people we work with, I should say, because that's more important, stick with us for years. So mm-hmm. um, but one of them is called artful agenda check it out artfulagenda.com and uh it's a it's a taking a paper planner um concept and making it making it digital um she started three years ago three and a half years ago um we recovered it recovery efforts i talked about earlier um it was through another company and the other company wasn't doing well and we took it over we built our web app and then we built mobile apps and she's absolutely crushing it now um so we took that from concept basically to developing multiple platforms deploying it she marketed it with a with a firm that we recommended for her um and then she's doing awesome and we have equity in her company we've partnered with her and then additionally at the end of at, at some point we we told her hey it's probably best if you hire somebody so we then recruited and interviewed and hired uh, her own employee. Um, so that, man, that stuck with me is like, that's the dream setup, right? Like you approach me today with an idea. We build it, we design it, build it, deploy it, market it, make money, <laughs> partner with you, and then build you a team. And then you're off to the races. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, man. So that's the thing that stuck with us the most. And that's, that's the gold standard. And I only have one of those to talk about, but that's enough, man. Like the fact that we, it's been, it's happened. Yeah. Cause at the five years at the old company, I didn't have one even close to that story. Right. I had maybe two I could like send a link to, you know? yeah, yeah. but most of the time it didn't make it out of development. And so the fact that that made it out of development and then deployment and marketing and money and all that stuff, is just, it's awesome. So, yeah, that's the one that sticks with us. Yeah, so if you had any advice to give to younger people, like, you know, maybe pe- not people in high school that young, but, like, you know, people in college, about to get out of college, what is advice you would give to them? I think maybe two questions within the same one, like entrepreneurs, like what advice would you give to them, people who want to aspire to that as far as what they should do to get themselves ready for that road? And since because you seem to do really well at um, managing your personal life as well. And so what would you give to people who just maybe need advice that are entrepreneurs or whatever to manage their personal life so that they can get things done? So I think to the entrepreneur, anybody that's, he doesn't mean entrepreneur, anybody that's trying to like make it in a career, um, I would say, um, gosh, I had two, I just forgot about, but I would say, um, do it your own way. Oh, do it your own way. I got the second one. Um, I, I remember 
being in a sales meeting with my ex ex boss. That sounds bad. My last boss, who is awesome, we still talk today. Um, and he was selling, right? And he, not selling. He was talking. And then we went to another meeting, and I would I tried to talk and kind of do it like him, and it just didn't work. And after the meeting, he's like, "Bro, just like be yourself. Just do it how you do it. Figure out." Because people say, be yourself. That's hard, right? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, it's vague. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. But what that means, in my opinion, is like, and what he was saying is, go back to your desk or whatever. Figure out how you would do it. How would you do this? You know? How would you do that action, which is a sales meeting? And so I did. I went back. I typed up a thing of how I would do it. And from then on, it changed everything. Because I did it my way. And I yeah. was successful, you know? Yeah. So I'd say do it your way. Um, and then entrepreneurs, I would say, just like we talked about, don't start a restaurant if you don't know how to run a restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Do something you know how to do uh, yeah. or that you're passionate about. You know, I'm not inherently passionate about technology, to be honest, or apps. I don't know how to write code, but I know how to do it. And I'm passionate about helping people that get screwed in technology. So I'm. Yeah. that's what I'm passionate about. Um, and then the biggest thing for just people that are not entrepreneur, but I would say my advice is don't compare yourself to anybody else. Like do your thing, do what you, you know, your happiness does not come from looking at other people and comparing yourself at all. I mean, she knows I delete my social media accounts. I don't look at Facebook or Instagram because it brings me sadness. It doesn't bring me happiness. It brings me, it sometimes it does if you see something happy, but if you see somebody doing better than you or whatever, you're just comparing yourself and then it makes you some fictitious thing uh, affects your actual life and your actual brain in that moment. And it's like, look around your actual life and let that affect your brain. So that'd be it. Don't compare yourself. You never know what people are going through, you know, and what they portray or whatever else. Not get not to get on a soapbox on Instagram or whatever, but it's just like, don't do that. Just stay your course, do your thing. Be happy with what you're doing and um that'd be my biggest advice is don't compare yourself yeah so you said something that i i, I want to make sure i get it right you being a, a person who owns his own business being able to be helpful to people is what drives you being able to be able to connect people and make things work out make money everybody walks away live their dreams the helpfulness is what drives you to want to own your own business yeah that's pretty cool man yeah i think um you know, what I've learned is uh, everyone wants to trust. That's it. They don't yeah, know it. Yeah. They don't know it. No, right? that's real, man. Yeah. But all you want in a human interaction is trust. And like when I get on a sales call and like somebody's really formal and far away from connecting, you know, like I was talking about the guy earlier yeah. today. It's like he doesn't trust. He doesn't think he can get to a trust point, you know. But as soon as you can get there, then the rest is so easy. Like yeah. if you can build trust in a human relationship, it doesn't matter what the industry is, building decks or building software or whatever it is, um, that's it. And, you know, I I just feel like there's been, so I'll share, I, the last company, I made a lot more money than I do now. <laughs> yeah. A lot more. Uh, but I was breaking trust with people and people were getting screwed and 
I was I had the blood on my hands because they trusted me to sign them, and then it's it screwed up later, right? And not because yeah. I screwed it up, but because of whatever reason, maybe not even intentional, but just something happened, um, and that was miserable, man. So, yeah, I made a lot of money, but I was so stressed and I hated it. I hated not being making money and not even I didn't connect it with money, but just not being in a position that I could make decisions to make sure people were taken care of. Yeah, man. And so the way that plays out now is, man, I have, I'd say, I don't know, 50% of calls, if not more, you know, new sales calls. I either tell people we shouldn't work together or you shouldn't build this thing or have you thought about this or whatever. Very rarely do we get to a point where it's like, Great idea. You've thought about your marketing. You've thought about your sales. This looks like it could be successful. Let's sign a contract. You know, like that's not usually the path of these sales calls. It's more like, let me consult with you because the opposite of that is it's blood money. It's this is going to be, I can see it's going to be a shit show in six months. I'd rather just not get into that and, you know, break it off now or help them advise them to do the things they need to do before getting into the technology piece. Um, Because the reality is there's so many steps before building an app that you should take, you know, and that's a whole other probably podcast or discussion, but there's so many steps you should take before we should take your money. Yeah. So is honesty an important factor in like, you know, uh, running a business as well? And just in the sense of just like, you know, I'm not even saying honesty of self, just like honesty of system, the way everything runs, the way, you know, like the way, you know, the system is just overall for everybody involved. Yeah. I So a book I'll plug and I have no reason to play. I don't have any <laughs> investment or anything, but a book I read that changed my life and changed my path is called Getting Naked. And it's it's by Patrick Lincion, I think. Um, but anyway, it's it's about shedding three fears of sales and business and it's about being vulnerable in business situations and vulnerable is another way to be honest you know just um shedding the fears and the guard you have up in business situations and yeah man that's that's everything it's like and and some people don't respond to it man especially in this um in this industry a lot of people that i talk to they want the shiny agency that's going to tell them why their process is great, why their, you know, apps are better or their team is best or whatever. And what I usually say is I'm a dude in Hendersonville and I have a four-year-old and two dogs and they may run in during this call. And my team is people in Nashville that are between 30 and 40 and we're just trying to do a good job, you know? Yeah. And it breaks down the walls of like, and that's the trust thing, right? It's trying to get to that, that I'm just a human being. Um, but some people it doesn't work. Some people are like, why are you telling me this? Like, I wanted a professional agency that can just build my app, you know? Um, and those people we don't work with. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, I think that's everything, man. Honesty. Yeah, well, I really appreciate talking with you, man. It's been a lot of good info. And if, you know, I'd like to have you on as you progress and do, you know, for another interview as things progress and change, you got more, you know, different stuff to talk about, you know, in your journey. So, you know, I appreciate having you on. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. No problem. We'll talk to you guys later. All right.